Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm joined by Daniel and Mooney. We're going to be talking all things round four. How are we, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Massive weekend of footy, gentlemen. Massive weekend of footy. How do we all feel? Oh, very good. Loving it. Huge scores this week. I'm back on top. Did you, were you ever not on top? Oh well, I was a bit. I was a bit scared. I was outside the top ten thousand, but uh, this round Must got me back nice. in. Must very be nice. nice. Must oh, be so very I'm nice. sitting pretty uh, top top thirty thousand for me. Thank you, <laughs> Mooney. How are you traveling? Yeah, um, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> how confident are you that you will be able to knock Daniel off his throne by the end of the season? Um, yeah, look, I need some point of difference players from him. He's, got, he's copied my team, so um, you burnt my team, bloody Nathan Brown. So um, that's fine. I will work in some point of difference players over the next few weeks, and I'll be up there. Long season. I'm now. I've now worked out. We're in round four now. I've worked out. Moon's just been sabotaging me since day dot with tips like, "Oh yeah, get no, nah, keep Jerbo, man, keep Jerbo. He's gonna get you fifty fives every week." Boy, howdy! Oh, keep Brown. Nah, Nathan Brown, man, he'll come good. To be fair, starts off red hot and then has a terrible second stint for Nathan Brown. Jerbo's been underwhelming, but that's fine. We'll get into that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Actually, you know what? Let, let's 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 talk Jerbo. Let's let's talk Sea Eagles versus Panthers. Uh, boys, shock, shocker out of this game. Shocker out of this game. Nathan Cleary, really good at footy. <laughs> uh, still really good, if anyone's wondering. Uh, boys, Daniel, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on the game. What do you think? Oh, look, the Manly looked like they were going to put in a solid effort towards the start. But, yeah, Panthers really took over very quickly after the first 10. Um, yeah, ran away with it in the end. The usual suspects in Cleary and To'o, usual best, breaking as many tackles as he possibly can. And even kick out again with another big score, surprisingly. Um, it's more than twice for he, fun now, kick out. Yeah, I think he's he's really loving that short ball, just breaking through tackles left, right, and center. So, uh, yeah, I guess looks a decent pot option, but a uh, bit of a See risk. See how he goes against a decent team, let's, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. He'll always struggle when teams can actually tackle. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, outside of the usual suspects, uh, Fisher Harris bounced back after Mooney called him as a sell last week. Um, Burton looks pretty good on the center as well. He actually broke a few tackles, made a few good runs, and had a few good plays in there. So, uh, if he could, if he holds that position, he could be pretty good. But I, I doubt he's going to hold that long term uh, when Edwards is back. Um, Momorowski looked a bit shaky until he what scored a try, broke a few tackles towards the end as well. So safe yeah. as hell, please. Fifties every uh, week, Momo. Thank he, you. Yeah, but he's doing it in the last ten minutes. It scares you every time you watch his score. That's where he does his best um, work. That's where he does his best work. Yeah, anyway, Moon, you have any, any talking points other than the usuals? Um, Moses Leota was was good for my liking. Um, for those who went that way, um, a try there was was handy. Um, Kurt Capewell was a little underwhelming. I think he crashed down to earth a little bit um, with only a 33 with a meat pie. Um, he's been scoring pretty well over the last few weeks. So, yeah, that was interesting for me. Otherwise, from the Panthers, no, I was sort of usual suspects. Isaiah Yo hasn't been getting the minutes this week to be... Fan, fantasy gun uh, in that category. Um, but over to Manly, there's a few, uh, not a whole lot to talk about here. Uh, Schuster for me was probably the, the only talking point. Uh, he was he was good. Like a 39's not amazing, but um, it's from what he was priced at. It's going to keep his um, price rises going along nicely. DCE, very underwhelming. Um, no attacking stats um, to be seen. And what do you get? Four missed tackles um, and an error. So, Ten, 10 demerits. Still underwhelming um, for what we expect from DCE. So, um, yeah, he should should lose some um, some money there, I think, if um, he's someone that people want to target in the future. Um, he's got to come good when, when Turbo comes back. Surely he um, gets some attacking stats on the board. Just on Turbo, what do we think is going to happen with that backline shuffle? He's still, uh, he's still another week or so away, but it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what that looks like. Nah, he'll come in, go fullback. Obviously, Dylan Walker. Oh yeah, of course. Bump Moses Suli out um, and play in centres. Um, Moses Suli out to the yeah, reserves. Yeah, I think Brad Parker probably is a little better defensively. Uh, Moses Suli didn't play bad, but nothing. I mean, fantasy wise, obviously he he's never really offered heaps. Um, but I think Brad Parker's a little stronger. I think yeah, I, I reckon Parker could move to a wing even. Um, and drop Saab because Saab yeah, has been absolutely revolting to watch. Friend of the show, but seriously, he's, <laughs> he's struggling something shocking this year. 
Not um, just fantasy wise as well, but that's zero. That yeah. is a stinker. Yeah, started at like 246 and it's dropped down to base price 228. I don't know if you can go in lower than that, but I think um, <laughs> there's something you might see. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He's setting the wrong kind of records. Meanwhile, Cleary's still hitting his break even. <laughs> Cleary, Cleary's making money. <laughs> 90s for fun. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's beyond a joke, isn't it? He could he could hit 1.1 mil if he keeps hitting 90s, right? Like, he'll go over 1.1. He's, he's over a mil at the moment. Um, yeah. He doesn't show up. He's 1.014, I think. Um, but look, the only other talking point for me, Lachlan Croak is probably um, reaching his break even. I'd say that would have crept up to probably about, uh, come next week, it'll be about 30, I'd say. So he's looking like a sell um, or thereabouts. Dan, you might be able to tell me what his break even was last week. Yeah, I mean, it was 13. 20. So oh, it's yeah. going to, it'll get, it'll be creeping up now. Um, and I'd be still worried if uh, Cust is holding that bench spot, still going to be taking minutes. So Croak is getting close to the sell in a, in a week or two. Uh, Schuster's just hitting his stride, so yeah, he's still probably a buy, maybe. What's what's his? Yeah, let's have a yeah, look. sure. He'll still have very yeah. close to a negative break. I think his break even was in the negatives, right? Surely. Yeah, it was negative thirteen. He'll probably still be in the negatives with a forty. Yeah, and so. Cade Cust is now playing more minutes than Lachlan Croker, so um, I would say that Croker's maybe holding for one more week. You might make a couple of thousand, but if you trade him now, it's not going to be. It's not the end of the world. So. Um, yeah, he's yeah. starting to become self for me. Otherwise, that's about it from for me for this game, as, when as we expected it to be. Yeah, a lot, a lot of big All I'm saying is Brian Toto, baby Noffa. I'm sorry, he's he's taken the mantle. He's he's that's where yeah, he's at it right now. Yeah, seems like it. Definitely seems like it. Been high on him for a while. Good on him. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I just I just want my props. Yeah, two um, more. <laughs> um, oh, actually, another another talking point was uh, Crichton didn't. Didn't wow me at fullback. Like, was solid, but wasn't, like, as amazing as I thought he could be. I thought he actually might creep up to a 40, maybe 45 points uh, with the meters and some tackle bust, but really just got the meters. Got 180 meters, didn't get any real tackle bust or attacking stats to note. So, yeah, not amazing in a, no, in a he, route. He wasn't in and, like, up and about when they were in their attacking stride, Stephen Crichton, I thought, um, whereas Dylan Edwards, you know, plays at the back a lot. Stephen Crichton yeah. didn't do heaps. I think Nathan Cleary, Jerome Lewis sort of did it all. But, again, they didn't really need Stephen Crichton to do that. Um, the halves controlled the game. Lewis and Cleary did that so well. Um, and so I didn't think it really mattered too much. But maybe... Um, well, you and don't that want that to become a consistent thing, right? Because if that's the how they're going to play it and they're just going to let him take a back seat, then he's not going to get any points, really. Yeah, I don't know. They've got the Raiders next week, so I think they might... I don't know how much um, Stephen Crichton's trained at fullback. So he's going to get a, a week of fullback training under his belt at least um, to, to learn everything that Dylan Edwards is doing and um, come out with a ripper game against the Raiders, I think. We'll see. That'll be a cracking game next week. Uh, boys, let's move on to Dogs and Bunnies. Another, another big old margin. Um, bunnies obviously getting the chocolates there. Um, look, quite again, quite a quite a number of ranging fantasy scores. Mooney, talk me through it. What do you what what stood out to you? Um, look, again, went as we expected. Um, Adam Reynolds, obviously huge. Um, noted he could be a point of difference option and in your halves. Yeah. So yeah, good for you. He's um. Score, yeah, geez, a try helps there, but um, yeah, he was good as as always. Um, probably could have, you know, if they were playing a harder team, um, a better team, they he would have had more kick meters and stuff as well. So, yeah, no, that's that's good to see from Adam Reynolds. Um, Cody Walker was, uh, yeah, he was okay fantasy wise, fifty six, but with two tries and a try assist, he's probably going to miss a week or two. Um, with the suspension though, um, Latrell was good as well, forty two with a try. Um, probably expect a little more from him personally, but um, he had a lot less tackle breaks this week. So, um, who else have we got here? He really, Cameron... just touching on that, Latrell really didn't. There was like a 20 minute period there where Latrell was not in anything, like he was yeah. invisible, and then he scored that try. So, um, when he yeah, gets plays against teams that are a bit more competitive, he's probably going to be more involved. Like against the Storm, he was involved in basically everything. So, 100%. Yeah. He almost just wasn't required the, the Bulldogs folding yeah. that often for them. Correct. Look, uh, Damien Cook as well. He's um, he looked good. Damien Cook. I think he's you know, I think Rick said this last week. He was, he's always there. Yeah, six. Uh, they just benched him because you know why? Why not give Benji yeah. a run in the heart at, at um at Hooker? I don't know who who filled in there, but yeah. the other one for me from the Bunnies is Cameron Murray looked 
he looked underwhelming. Um, 40 points in 53 minutes, not what you want from someone who you're paying 700k for in, in fantasy. So um, that for me was was painful. Spoke, spoken like a Cam Murray owner? Spoken like a Cam Murray owner, yes. yes. <laughs> that guy in our rotation makes it hard, doesn't it? Ugh. When you're Stop. when you're such a dominant team playing against like teams that just kind of like you said fold for you, you just don't get the tackles that you you want. And especially for Cam Murray playing through the middle, he just didn't get the tackles that you normally see, nor the tackle busts. Well, that's not even uh, the thing. He made thirty five tackles. He made a lot of tackles. Um, Doesn't he? He averages like forty to forty five normally, uh, right? Don't know. I don't even think it's that many. I think he has more, like maybe a tackle break or something in there as well. He missed three, so. You know, let's say he yeah. doesn't. I don't think he misses that many normally, but let's say he chucks in a cheeky tackle break or two that bumps him up over the fifties. So um, he also gets more minutes, and that's something that he yeah. didn't get. That he fifty-three minutes in that game was the lowest amount of minutes he's played so far this. Yes. Oh wait, no, yes, yes. So lowest amount of minutes he's played so far this year. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's something to read into though. I think they might have just taken fewer their their guns off and gave their yeah. bench players a bit of more of a run. Um, I don't know. See, Kamamari last week had thirty-eight tackles, two misses. And an error. So, I don't know. Around the same meters, had two tackle breaks. Um, I think that the Bunnies ended up scoring tries for fun, so maybe they were playing at the back a little bit more. I um, sort of can't really remember, but yeah, that was that was frustrating anyway. Yeah, he needs to get 60-plus minutes, I think, Murray, to be worthwhile, but his minutes in the last two rounds have dropped below that. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on, but I, I, I don't know. Against the Bulldogs, I'm not going to sell him yet. You um, almost want him to go back to an edge, though, so we can get some attacking stats, just run off a line, get the odd line break. Because that's, that's when he used to put up his big scores, was when he was like, obviously, he's going to make bulk tackles playing in a lock roll, but jeepers, when he gets on an edge, he can you know, target, target a smaller half. He well, might be this week, though. That's so. what I thought he was going to do at the start of this season, that Jai Arrow might come on at lock, Cameron yep. Murray would get pushed from an edge, and probably Kulamatangi would go... Um, would drop that to the bench. Um, that, well, that, that, that would be the rotation. As well. um, and I think we saw that maybe the first game of the year, um, whoever they played, where I think neither Sua or Jacob Host at the time were playing 80. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that maybe you might see that, but it'll be a more telling sign with um, with Cameron Murray <laughs> this week. So yeah, going to be a wait and see with, you know, at 40 could have been a lot worse, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, I think what Matangi's out for two weeks, right? He got suspended, or yeah. yeah. So yeah. you might see that shift unless they want to bring Host back in. Um, you might see that shift of Murray to the edge with uh, Jairo coming in at lock because Arrow's just going from strength to strength. He's looking better with every Points game he gets. Every bananas, isn't it? Leave him as an impact player, and I think Jairo's going to be playing that bench role and looking at probably bench player of the year almost at this stage for me. He's been looking good. <laughs> Which is crazy considering he's played nearly 80 minutes for the last two seasons in that uh, lock roll for the Titans. Yeah, mm. good. Um, but, Daniel, I'll let you talk about the dogs. Yeah, uh, oh, there's not really too many talking points here. Um, dogs had a pretty lackluster game. Flanagan's still hitting, hitting those 50s to 60s every week, which is good. Um, there was a, a young gun off the bench for the dogs that actually came good. Um, what's his name? Oh, Tapini. Tapini? Is that how you pronounce it? Tepini, yeah, played yeah. close to close to 80. He came on when Lachlan Lewis got injured, and I think, was it Elliot? Did Elliot move to 5'8 for that game, or what What was the go there? Uh, no, Katoa moved to 5'8. Tapini okay, came right. in and did sort of like the, the hooker role, and then Elliot was just sort of doing his floating middle forward type thing, doing a little bit of the link play, a little bit of the ball playing. Yeah, because Elliot, that's uh, that's the thing. So with Lock, uh, with Lock and Lewis out, Elliot's role kind of changed, and Katoa came in to five eight. So Elliot really wasn't hitting his normal normal scores, like his normal tackles and meters that he was getting. He was playing as more of a ball player, and even towards the back end of the game, he got moved to a center role or something like that because I think Meany got injured as well. Um, Elliot had a pretty lackluster game with thirty nine, but that the junior that came in uh, to Peeney, yeah, scored sixty points at bargain basement price could be good next week if he gets a spot. Like he actually looked pretty solid in the middle there, uh, created a little bit, didn't really do much in attack, obviously, but defensive wise, he was very solid, didn't miss any tackles. So uh, could be possibly one to look at. And Renoff for Tony, only playing just over half the game, scoring 52 in the middle there at lock. So also looked pretty good, but um, yeah, Josh Jackson's still to come back in. I think Luke Thompson's coming back in. So uh, a lot of big names coming back into the squad and who knows what's going to be their lineup next week. I think the dogs, you've just got to kind of 
watch them week to week. And the, the ones that you would probably have in Elliot and Flanagan, are, yeah, they're holds. Just based on the game, Elliot had a poor um, poor game just with the injuries that happened. Um, but yeah, they're holds. Tapini, you're not ready into that too much, though. I don't think he holds his spot for, no, for very long, just while they've got a few suspensions and injuries. And Avrilo comes back into that side at six, probably. Exactly. So Katoa keeps his nine spot, and um, Tapini probably just that bench roll. Yeah, very unfortunate for Lockwood. 46 Lewis, tackles but... from Tapini. Yeah, very yeah, no solid. Misses. Yeah, I was, I, I was unhappy to see Lockwood Lewis get, uh, get that head knock early on. No um, one was more unhappy was than, uh, than Sam Dunham. <laughs> could have been a regular. Yeah, would, it would have been nice to see Lock and Lewis go big, though, see if he can just, uh, see if he could cement a spot. But I suppose it just opens the door for Avrilo to get his sixth spot back pending his um, comeback from injury. But it'll be interesting to see what that halves pairing looks like next week for the dogs. Yeah, if Avrilo's fit. And Lock and Lewis comes through concussion protocols as well. Yeah, so it'll be interesting it. to see how, how it all plays out. Just to um, uh, just a final comment before we move on. Um, Stimson from the bench, 16 minutes, 16 points, 1 ppm. Keep an, keep a lookout. Sure. <laughs> Daniel, stop it. Mate, I, I, I always love this. serious show, Daniel. <laughs> I just love those stories of like players that have like burnt you in the past and then they just come out to be actual guns in the oh, future. I, hate it. I think everyone I think everyone's been burnt by by Joe Stimson. <laughs> yes, Boy, last year. Not good. Uh, boys, again, another cricket score. Let's move on to Storm versus Broncos. Boy, little Papi took the game by the horns there. Daniel, I'll get you to talk me through the Storm, all things little Papi as well. I know you had him. Talk me through it. Oh, yeah. I wish I captained him this week. It would have been the, the obvious choice looking back at it now. But then again, there's a few teams you could have picked a captain from, like Cleary over the... the looking at it now, Manly. yes, little Papi is the obvious choice of captain. Well, <laughs> I he scored the most points. I should have captained him. But like, like you, look at, you look at the matchups. That was dealing with. <laughs> you look at the matchups and you try to decide, okay, you've got Cleary against Manly. You've got, what, Latrell or uh, Cody Walker against the Dogs. You've got Pappenhausen Munster against Brisbane. You've got well, even Chad Townsend against the Cowboys. Sorry, Burmo. But like um like obvious kind of big scorers that are, could possibly come out. Probably less Chad Townsend, but <laughs> more yeah, Matt anyway. More Matt Moylan, yeah, mm. correct. Um anyway, yeah, sorry. So uh Pappenhausen Munster just uh starting this game, definitely more Pappenhausen just was in absolutely everything. Didn't have to do too much for those tries really. They were kind of just one off um uh, after someone just made a line break and he just got the ball and scored a try. So um, was just the vision from him to be there is the, the biggest uh, uh, benefit of having Pappenhausen. He's always going to be there to score tries. So, um, yeah, absolute superstar, 124 points. Uh, if you didn't have him in your team, you are going to get severely burnt. Um, you basically miss out on two players' scores in a round. So, uh, yeah, unlucky. Um, Munster looked very good, scored a try, 68. Uh, and Justin Olam came back to his best without a try. Few attacking stats in there with 59, which was good to see. Um, and if you if you kept the faith, faith and held Christian Welch as well, he got a handy 52 in that game as well. So there's a few solid scores, nothing crazy other than Pappenhausen um, to talk about from the Storm, which is, yeah, generally pretty quiet for them. I think Pappenhausen just soaked up all their big scores, so... That was good to see. Anyway, do you want to take the Broncos, Moon? Yeah, yep. Uh, the other thing with the Storm was Brandon Smith's minutes. Um, I think he's slowly oh, yep. losing his minutes a bit. Um, I think so. That's, again, something to watch. I don't know how much he's... I think he's... Actually, Danny might better tell me his price and break-even. Um, but Yeah, his break-even yeah. was, what, 34... Uh, yeah, 614k. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think last round he had a had decent score. I think he got in the what, mid to... I think he got 66 or something with a try maybe um, yeah, last week. But I think Harry Grant's due back soon. So Brandon Smith will... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they... Grant's um... still got another three weeks away. Oh, I think three he's... weeks no, four, okay. Sorry, yeah, three, uh, round eight. So he's got technically oh, okay. four games, six, seven, eight, yeah. Round okay. eight? I thought it round was round eight. Push back a little bit. Round eight Five was the mail I heard. I'll just I'll just confirm from our, from our good friend NRL Physio. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, while Tom's off doing that from the Broncos, it's not heaps to talk about, unfortunately. Um, Anthony Milford. Hey, your um, boy Milford, blue. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, was the shining light in this team, um, along with Jordan Ricky for me uh, and Jake Turpin. Um, they're probably the three um, positives. Um, 
Jermaine Asako had a bit of a, a crash, his fantasy scoring um, at 24. 24, I suppose, is is good looking at the 46 scoreline, um, but crashing down from a 70. Still got some price rises in him uh, over the next few weeks, but um, if he's... If his scoring averages out now to a 24, 25, 30 or his... just, just quickly, Harry Grant is expected back next week. I'm just going to shut up from now on. Okay, that's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jermaine Sarko, I'll look, I'll look and see how they go, um, how the Broncos go. I think with more attacking um, plays that Jermaine Sarko's scoring will become better. Um, yeah, Milford's good. Who else we got? Jake Turpin. Um, bulk tackles, 56, no, 56 tackles, no misses. So... Um, that was pretty handy for those who managed to bring him in. Um, Payne Haas, um, Tom, your boy, he came back. He was early days. Early yeah. days. I don't know. I think I think I said this last week, but for me, he's big. Um, just let him play the first five rounds and find his feet again. He's gonna. He's at nine sixty seven odd to start the round. I reckon he drops down to probably eight fifty, and then you'll buy him. Um, depending on if he can, you know, kick his scoring off next week, he just sort of, um, yeah, it was thereabouts. Thirty-three tackles, hundred and fifty meters. Um, Doesn't get any easier. He's got breaks. the bunnies next week. Yeah. So, look, bulk tackles again. Maybe his minutes is probably the only promising sign there. Sixty-nine minutes is good um, for Payne Haas if he can average seventy odd minutes. Um, then I think he can probably score a point a minute if or if not a little less, so he'll probably average 65 there, I think. Um, but we'll still lose a bit of cash. Um, Paddy Carrigan, on the other hand, his minutes did take a big hit. I don't know if he got injured or anything. I I don't think he did. I think he just copped half a game. 44 minutes, 28 points. Um, underwhelming for for coaches there. But otherwise, for me, um, that's about it. Oh, yeah, Ricky, as I said, 41 tackles. Still still missing a few if he can um, Get my man out. some ball. Yeah. Oh my look, goodness! Yeah. It's nothing. They don't use him um, as much as they as they should. I think in attack, I think he's got some more attacking points in him. But again, he gets fifty five odd if he cuts out his missed tackles. So I reckon half the country backs him every week on sports bet to score a try. I reckon everyone has him in their multis anytime try score, and he just never delivers. Gamble the poor kid gets yeah. no ball. <laughs> free, free, pretty Ricky. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, what do I you do. what do you guys think about the the change with uh, Croft to the bench, Dearden into the halves? Do you reckon that's a positive, even with the scoreline? I literally don't think it matters. <laughs> like, I, like I, I'd say I'd look there. I'd say probably start Tommy Dearden because Croft gives you even less in defence, and they're roughly you know pretty similar creatively. But but Dearden seems far more willing to take on the line. So for me, Dearden's probably got more upside. Um, yeah, Croft has had ample chances to prove something, but yeah, neither of them seem to be, you know, really taking the ball by the horns. But I think Dearden with with some consistent game time really, really could be. I think Croft probably had his chance and has proverbially put the bed. I think fantasy wise, if Dearden plays seven, then Milford scores go up. If Croft comes in, Milford scores go down. Um, look at the kick meters: five forty-five kick meters to one one seventy-nine. Croft has definitely done a bit more kicking than one hundred seventy-nine meters over the last few weeks, especially in a game that they got dominated so by so much. Um, I think that Croft does more kicking if he's in the team than what Dearden does. So, for Anthony Milford's sake, um, I hope Tommy Dearden plays. Um, yeah, look, I didn't actually watch this game. Um, um, oh, missed but... out on a spectacle! It was an excellent game. Yeah, of actual football, sure. For little puppy's sake, yeah, it would have been excellent to watch. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five minutes, no kicks from Brodie Croft. Real interesting there. I don't, I don't know if there are, if there are too many Brodie Croft owners, but it's kind of a strange one. Um, but yeah, that there. You, you, I suppose that Bronco spines just doesn't seem to look look like it's set in any capacity. So it's really interesting. Yeah, I did read something as well saying that um, Anthony Milford could lose his spot. I don't know that I'd read too much into that. I think that. But he, um, but he hasn't made that 400k you promised the listeners, Mooney. Hey, hey, give him a few <laughs> weeks. I don't think he's losing his spot. <laughs> no promises, but yeah, no, he's like he's ticking along nicely. He's still got heaps of price rise in ten score sixties. Then, yeah, I think um, he's definitely a hold. But um, depends on if um, they decide to drop him. They surely won't. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, um, I can kind of see why that could be a, a headline. Like Milford, he brings up the stats. You know, he gets a, he makes some meters. He gets a lot of kick meters. Um, just doesn't it, yeah. look like he's 
active on the field, though. That's the thing. He looks quite, oh, I hate to say it, but lazy. Like, he just looks he did, like he's he there kicking the in ball. In the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Actually, you know, I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say in the first 20 minutes, I would say that, he was trying a lot of stuff. He tried a few cross-field kicks and that sort of stuff, kicked early, took on the line. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he genuinely was trying a few things, but... You're right. Last when 60. when the game when the yeah. game got away, but I, I suppose that's it though. Is that when the game gets away, there's not a lot of not a lot of fight, unfortunately, in that in that Broncos outfit, which is which is sad. Well, I didn't watch again. As I said, I didn't watch the game, but 545 kick meters. Maybe his kick, he was just it was poor. Um, you know, he didn't. Mitchell Moses is really good. You when you, if you watch that Parramatta game today, um, finding touch. Um, you know, deep into opposition territory. Um. A lot in a lot of Broncos games that I've watched this year, I find that Anthony Milford doesn't do that and just kicks it high and deep straight down the fullback's throat. Um, and All I'm saying, threatening. Panthers yeah. won by forty, and Cleary still had five hundred and forty kick meters. That's all I'm saying. And and did you look? His his kicks were good though as well. Know, again, finding touch. Um, Anthony Milford sort of doesn't. Again, talking talking a lot of footy here rather than fantasy, but I he might he could lose his spot. I just don't. Think that Croft and Dearden are going to do any better than what? Yeah. Um, no, I, and do, I, so. I think it's a battle of who's going to be less crap on the day, and I think <laughs> Croft has been slightly crapper than Milford, so Milford should be safe. Yeah, fair. I yeah. think that's fair. Friends of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good chat. No, that's a t- that's a tough sell. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's a very very tough job, and I wouldn't want to do it. But boy, howdy, that's been a, it's been a lean few years for the Bronx halves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's now nah, speak. Speaking of lean years, let's move on to the cows versus the sharks. Uh, the old reverse win for the cowboys again. At least we're consistent. Uh, Forty-eight ten. Not a not an exciting one. Um, boys, ha- have at it, Daniel. If you want to go first, feel free. Yeah, look, Chad Townsend played a, a lot better. I, well, I wouldn't say a lot better. He still played well last week, but he played even better this week. Um, went on with it. Uh, in terms of goal kicking, which is good to see. He had three try assists uh, and like a ton of kick meters to his name as well. With a 76, Connor Tracy playing center looked very good. And Will Kennedy at fullback as well looked just as good. They both got two tries apiece. Looked like they were in absolutely everything and were very dangerous. Uh, Harati on the wing as well for the Sharks looked very good, actually. Good finisher. Didn't look as good in centers last week, but um, yeah, definitely was a very good uh, finisher on the wing there uh, for the Sharks. Um, Teague Wilton came in for Nakora, scored a try, looked very solid, made 200 metres on an edge there. So uh, definitely looks like a good player for the future. Obviously not a fantasy option, but definitely looks good for them for the future. Um, but yeah, the Sharks just kind of got on with it, really. I don't know what else there is to say here. They just they looked a lot more fluid in attack than they have in the last few weeks. I think that it's been a bit stop-start for them, and they've had a few very difficult games. Um, but yeah, this week it just seemed to kind of click, and I guess that's—I uh, don't want to say it, but the Cowboys no, 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 did no. look. Uh... It, it was a matchup of styles. The Sharks like scoring points, and the Cowboys hate tackling. So it was—it was. It was <laughs> I think it was just a, a difference in style matchup with that that really sort of caught up with the Cows. Oh, look, they didn't put any pressure on them at all, really. Chad Townsend was kicking freely. There was no pressure on him for any of his kicks. Like they weren't even coming out off the line very fast. It was all very like Cowboys standing still flat-footed and the Sharks just running at them. It's what it seemed like to me. But uh, yeah, uh, you got to play better than that. I don't know what Todd Payton does there at the Cows, but uh, uh, Moon, <laughs> do you want to go through the Cowboys lineup? Um, yeah, the only thing from the Sharks I'd point out is um, Matty Moylan get, keeping his um, price rises ticking along nicely with a meat pie there, 41. He had four mistakes. to be fair, so. in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's hey, he's no injury. I've got so, him. I've um, got that's him. That's great. Yeah. Um. So I would have ended up with a forty-nine had he not missed those four tackles. And Lord knows who from the Cowboys that broke a tackle. But anyway, um, <laughs> love that. <laughs> Story time. <Dog. laughs> a bit of a low blow. Anyway, um, from the Cowboys, uh, look, oh. Val was good. Um, I yeah, probably had. I think he. What do you do? 181 run meters, six tackle breaks, and a and a try. Um, so I had three errors. So he was he wasn't bad. Um, who else can we talk about here? Um, That's the look, thing, right? Like if it, sorry to like first yeah, like your chat, but um, yeah. like talking about the Cowboys, it's like like you're looking at their stats and you're like, oh, they did stuff. But like when you're watching that game, like you're like, oh, did they do stuff though? Like there were some moments, but yeah, like the shining light was probably Val looks like a good fullback. Yeah. Um, definitely thing, has some lapses, but yeah. The other thing for me that I pointed, oh, I 
Tom might have pointed out to me was Ben Hampton. I did not see him that entire game. He played 80 <laughs> minutes on the field, and I, I don't know what he did. Literally, what did he do? He's sure. Oh, look, I know we rag on um, poor old Jake Clifford a lot, but I think Jake Clifford is better than Ben Hampton. Yeah, all I'm saying, Ben, ben Hampton is a back. <laughs> Jake Clifford looked like a second coming at Thurston. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, look, it's it's Tom, next week. Are you picking Benny Hansen or Jake Clifford? Or I'm available. Get me in there, Todd. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't know what you do if you're Peyton. Um, oh, sorry, I'll let you go, Moon. Yeah. I didn't mean the to. The Cowboys have West Tigers yeah. next week. And um, so, oh, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter who we got. It's an L. <laughs> Lolo's out. I think Felt's back, but I don't know if he's going to save us. <laughs> yeah, look, I think um, that's about it for the Cowboys. I think we're better off just moving on. <laughs> uh, I think with the, change of, you want to say? with the change of uh, halfback, um, Drinkwater got a few more kick meters, if we're just looking strictly fantasy here. Yeah. Um, his scores kind of took a bit of a, a boost, which is good to see. His price is coming down quite a lot now. I think... Um, if they do persist with Hampton at halfback and Drinkwater as the main kicker in the squad, he could be a decent pod option possibly if they start to hit form. Um, but the Cowboys need to hit a bit of hang form on, for Drinkwater on, to be worth a worth a go. <laughs> if the Cowboys hit form, he reckons. <laughs> yeah, like boy. I said, you got to give it at least a few weeks. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, em- emphasis on NRL fantasy here. Jesus. Yeah, what did I say? I said he needs the Cowboys need form. That's where the attacking stats will come. If he's getting forty points in base stats from that game, because there is no attacking stats in sight. What he had yeah. three hundred and fifty kick meters, which is seventeen points, <laughs> twenty odd tackles. <laughs> One decent offload. stats. <laughs> All I can say is I, I appreciate it. You try, you're trying to trying to spin this positive. I appreciate it. I'm trying to help. I was okay. going to say I will say the hammer. He looked um, good for me actually. Better on the wing. Um, 215 oh, yeah. run meters. He to be fair, he did have a 90 meter try, um, but four tackle breaks um, and a line break. I thought the hammer looked pretty good. Um, again, you probably shouldn't have him in classic. Um, but yeah, just interesting for me. He finally got a good score under his belt. I called Not it as well. Uh, Condonorsh, right, we're going to have a big one. Uh, right, oh, yeah. made 63, got 63 points, 50 tackles, only missed one, which um, was pretty good. I mean, probably a decent, solid edge for the Cowboys, which is something they need. Still made 100-odd metres as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's consistent. And if he can miss less tackles than everyone else, he might hold his spot. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's kind of like Fair the gold standard there. to make the Cowboys team. <laughs> Oh, I, I think the other thing is uh, I think they've got Tommy Gilbert coming back this week, so um, he'll slot in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think Tommy sure. makes way. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, all right, Daniel, keep your analysis running. Uh, let's go to Titans and Raiders. Tino repaid the faith. Talk me through it. Oh, absolutely love this. Uh, I think there was over 9,000 teams that sold Tino this week. Um, yeah, oh, I love that I was one of the ones that held him. 80 points. Got 70 minutes, which is huge. Made 200 meters, 40 tackles, and seven tackle busts. He finally broke a few tackles, which is good to see. Um, had a line break in there as well, which is really good. Didn't miss eight tackles this week, which really helps as well. So, yeah, good to see him get 80 points. If he can keep those minutes up, I thought I heard in a presser that Holbrook said he, as long as he can play those minutes, he'll keep getting them, which is good yeah, to hear. That's because what I heard if as well. Yeah, if he gets 65 to 70 minutes a week, he'll, he should definitely be getting at least 50-plus if you take away those attacking stats. So, uh, yeah, absolutely love that. Love that I held him and everyone else sold him. I don't know about you. Moon, did you have him? Yeah, I held him. Um, very nice. happy man. So just on Tino, um, Daniel, um, if you are a non-Tino owner and hearing that he might continue to play those minutes, um, would you pick him up? Oh, if, you mean if you just sold him? Yeah, no, no, no. If you or oh, never had him, um, oh, I mean, even if you yeah. did sell him, like he's still probably worth the trade. Surely, if he's gonna, if he's gonna start getting seventies because he's playing seventy minutes, like I can confirm he's coming into my side this week. Yeah, so if you never had Tino, I think he looks like a pretty good buy. He's lost a bit of cash. Of course, he'll make a bit this week, but he's lost a bit of cash, and he looks like he's gonna get a few more minutes. Looking solid in the front row as well. He got forty-five. If you just take his front row. Stats, he got 45 last week and an 80 this week with a lot more minutes. Um, actually looks like he's going to be um, in the thick of it a bit more than he was previously. So um, 
looks like a definite goodbye if you didn't have him. For those that had him and sold him in like the last two or three rounds, I think you're probably very skeptical and want to see at least one more game where he goes well. And even if he takes one more game to go well, he's probably only going to be priced at around just under 600k, I'd imagine, if he has another big game and gets a 60-70. So still could be a good buy. He's probably going to be about the same price that he was uh, coming into the season. And I guess if that's all it takes for you to get back on him, then you probably should if he's going to be getting 70 minutes and scoring about 60-odd. Especially at sub 600k, he's still going to make more money. Um, yeah, I can't believe they people lost the faith. If you find someone a mid ranger like that needs a bit of time at a new club, you've got to got to keep the faith a bit. Yeah, we were always on him, but um, to be fair, in the back of my mind, I was sort of <laughs> I was hurting. I was hurting a lot. <laughs> Running it over. Oh, he's not getting yeah. the stats. Oh, what am I going to do? Bit ahead. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Could yeah, be so hundred k on Nathan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll come to that soon. Don't worry. <laughs> So David Fafita, yeah, yeah, we did. David Fafita uh, went really well again, 65 points, still getting consistent tackle busts, which is good. Made 150 meters as well, uh, which is even better. Um, Mofot Awaka still looking quite solid in the front row. Definitely came back a bit in the last few weeks, but seemed to score at a point a minute this game and definitely had a lot more tackles and meters, which is good to see. Probably not a go just with Tino in the front row looking very good Tino and seems to be taking um, some minutes from him. Because I think Fodawaka, he, he used to play 60 plus some at some point, didn't he? He used to be a big minute front rower. Uh, maybe 60 at most. Yeah. I think he was a, always a 50 to 60. There was a few games last year where he, where he played around that mark. But yeah, because yeah. no, that front row rotation was a little funky as well last year with the, with the Titans. So it's... I think it's always been a little bit hit and miss with exactly what you'd get, but it seems to be pretty set now. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty solid, Fodawaka. He's scoring fifty at least fifty a game. Um, did have a try last week, but outside of that game against the the Cowboys, um, yeah, looks very solid, scoring fifties, uh, pretty consistently between fifty and sixty points a game. Definitely got more minutes last round, but probably going to be hitting that mark in about seven hundred k. Pretty good. Uh, who else was there? I think everyone else was kind of back to the pack. Brimson still struggling to get good scores. Didn't have many attacking stats this game and got a 35, which is good. But just off the back of last week, only getting, what, 45 with two tries. And a... Ray gave him was 60-odd this week, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's still dropping. He's still dropping fast. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Do you pick him up, though? Even with his price dropping, do you still is he still a go? I, so, oh, I read so I read something um, during the weekend, just put it in like perfectly into, into perspective for me. Um, with AJ, with an NRL player is playing out of their skin and looking good on the field, and their fantasy scores are still average. Alarm bells should be ringing. With AJ Brimson, he had a cracking game. If you watch the, if you watch the Titans last week, he looked awesome. Um, he did. And, but only got a 45 or whatever. So he's not been playing bad football. That's the thing. He's just not getting those ridiculous amounts of tries and line breaks and stuff every game. So he's not getting up between the 50s and 60 points um, per game. So for me, no. Um, I'd be looking at someone like a Turbo before I'd be looking at AJ Brimson because, geez, man, they've got to get some attacking stats from somewhere. The Titans aren't doing very... like They're not doing really poorly, so they're not relying on Brimson as much, but... Brimo looks really clever as well, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he looks like he's a finish off a kick guy, do like the real subtle, rather than that those big, tough, athletic plays where he breaks lots of tackles and stuff. He looks real clever and crafty, which always yep. don't always show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. 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 It's like Gutho for the last three years. He's looked, he plays really well. It's ridiculous. But, um, he was never up. a huge fantasy score. Always was about that 30s. And the only reason he's scoring well is the six again rule and whatnot. But, um, yeah, look, AJ Brimson's still a, you know, a leave him out of your team or sell if you haven't already. For me. Yeah, I think it might be like a back end of the season if he's still hanging around and starts to put a few good scores together fantasy-wise. Like, I'd like to see his base stats boost a bit before I, you know, go towards him as an option. Um, but yeah, like you said, just a kind of wait and see what yeah. happens kind of thing and definitely sell him if you have him now because he's losing cash fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good to see that a lot of people brought in Tyrone Peachy this week as well. Really suffered and only got a 31. Looked very solid last week at lock, but this week didn't seem to get 
Um, a lot of the attacking stats he got through the middle last week. Uh, yeah, he didn't get any tackle busts at all, had a few errors and some missed tackles. So definitely had some demerits, could do better. But um, yeah, looks like he's uh, not done as well this week as he did last week. Still a hold if you brought him in, of course. But um, I mean, if James Robertson is outscoring him in the centers, he might be uh, might be spending a bit too much money on Peachy there. Oh, yeah, I had to and, sneak um, it in. <laughs> I had to. I'm going to sneak it in everywhere I yeah, can. Good for and, you. Good for you. <laughs> and uh, Fogarty had a bit of a bit of a rough one. Seven. Didn't, didn't someone on this podcast, some I, idiot, I think. Um, <laughs> was, did he, he top score? I can't remember. Who did yeah. he top score this week? Mate, did he looking back score? at it now, I'm going to captain Parpy over Fogarty, but... <laughs> <laughs> if we use the Daniel metric of looking yeah. back at who scored more um, points, do I get who we can captain? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, no, I think yeah. he was the less obvious choice out of the other matchups, but uh, yeah, he just struggled. No, nah, look, he had a heap of demerits, but just didn't look on top of the game. Obviously, only playing fifty minutes. Um, yeah, I oh, foggy. That's that's not good. Um, but I, I suppose it means for fantasy wise, he's points, uh, his points, his price drops, and if he can get back up to his, you know, his first round where he had, you know, 60 and base stats, then you'd probably look at Fogarty again, but that's got to hurt the confidence if you had him in your team. Oh, I yeah, thought he got injured. Was he, was he not injured? He was, but he still played 51 minutes and scored seven, yeah. so yeah, he should be getting more than that. I think if you have him, he's a hold, like he's a long-term hold, he should be a good pod at half um, throughout the season, but... Yeah, if you don't have him, it's one to keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks as his price drops because I'm sure, like, if you look at his scores for the last couple of weeks, he got 63 first round, down to a 34, 61 against the Cows, and then down to seven this round. So he's very up and down, but should consistently um, score well if you look at him over the long term. So if his price drops low enough, he could be a cheeky, you know, buy and chuck on the the reserves as a, as a cheap half that could, you know, average around the 60 to 70 mark if he gets a bit more consistent. Mm, I agree. Anyway, I'll um, let you take over. Into the Raiders, <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of disappointing halves, Georgie Williams, oh, not too bad, 41, um, but he's sort of came crashing down from his 60s. Um, um, who else is in this Raiders team? done well. So, Papali, I think he rewarded his owners. He dropped back to the bench to start, but that's nothing to really read into. Um, they wanted to start Ryan James against his old club and to be fair came out and played very well. Forty nine points in forty two minutes, um, for Ryan James. So yeah, he's doing all right. Um Josh Hodgson's still looking decent. He's still playing eighty, um, ticking along, scoring fifty. So if you were someone to start him, um bring him into your, your team at the start of the season, good for you. Um uh, one of the few eighty minute hookers, so yeah, he's looking right. Otherwise, you know, nothing really wearing me in this um, Raiders team. Ryan Sutton, another cheeky meat pie, I think. Um, yeah, 69 to 64 minutes. So, yeah, a few attacking stats is helping him there. But um, actually, to be fair, Hudson Young is ticking along um, nicely as well. But otherwise, <laughs> not to talk about that too much. Um, yeah, correct. Yeah, look, um, Jack Whiten's um, scoring has come up and it's still thereabouts he's 55 um kick meters were up a little bit still had three errors and a missed tackle so it's like eight demerits um yeah chance so what do we what do we think about uh rapana as an option at fullback, oh, at fullback? um that's <laughs> how you really feel i was just looking just just talk, looking at the chat on a few of the facebook groups and um discords and stuff over the over the last week, a lot of people did bring in Rapana um, this week, and he's up to nearly nine percent ownership coming into um, this round. How much is he? He is five hundred and ten k and with a break even of nine. No. But you look at his stats; it's all attacking stats. So he exactly. seems to be in absolutely yeah. everything that the Raiders are doing. Um, but he also has those games where he's in absolutely nothing. And he if you've like watched the Raiders, he's looked really, he looks good. Um, but again, as you said, attacking stats. So for me, that's a, that's a big old trap waiting to happen. Um, once the Raiders start, um, maybe going to Bailey a little bit more um, on the other edge, then Rapana's going to come down and hit those, you know, the odd single digit score that he would, he's been known to hit or come back down to the, the twenties. Um, Jordan Rapana was once a, you know, a 40, 45 Elite. averaging player, um, absolute yeah. weapon when Joey Leilua was in the squad as well. But um, 
Oh, I don't know if he can hit, if he can keep this long term. To be fair, it's only round four. Um, yeah. So for me, that's a big old no. You're wasting a trade, but I could eat my words. I hope, hope I'm uh, eating my words. Come round sixteen or seventeen, he's averaging fifties. Um, I think that'd be really good to see, and obviously good for the Raiders as well. So things you love to see. Yeah, and if they're hitting uh, Rapana every time, what about Simonson? I only got a twenty-one, still not getting above thirty <laughs> around. He's struggling. He's in twenty-five percent of teams. Like I know I offloaded him last week. Um, oh, actually, the week before last, so mm. looking like a bit of a bit of a dud as a cash cow at the moment. Yeah, I think he was, you know, the sort of you ran out of players, uh, ran out of money to buy anyone who was above two hundred twenty-eight k or two hundred forty k, or I think he was two twenty-eight maybe. Um, he has a few games where he runs across the line, gets five or six tackle breaks, um, and then he will get that, you know, thirty-five, forty. He hasn't been yeah, scoring the Nick tries. Special. The Nick Kotrick special, exactly. Correct. So, um. Yeah, he I needs a big score. He needs he a big does, score to get price rises, I think. He does. He needs a really big one so he gets price rise for a few weeks. Um, yeah. And then I would probably sell him when he's like at 280. I don't think he's going to get anything above. Maybe oh. he tops out at 300. I, I can't see him going much higher than, than 300. Yeah. So I don't know. If he makes any sort of money, I would be jumping on the sell bandwagon um, and going to anyone else but for me if you have Bailey in your team I would hold him until another cheapie like Sam Walker comes along um, and bring it like a Sean Bloor I think would be the next one that will come along depending on um, where he fits in um, and that yeah. way you're, sort of, you're not really losing cash um, it's just a sideways trade to someone who's going to um, make more cash yeah Unless he's not can... a sorry he's not an urgent sell but like no. he needs a decent score he needs a 40 or a 50 maybe in two no. or three rounds to actually make decent price rises. Like if he gets 140, he'll make a, you know, 40, 50K, then be a sell um, in three or four weeks, depending yep. on his scores. But he, if he gets like 40 or a 50 in subsequent subsequent weeks, he'll make a bit of cash, but it's going to be a slow burn. If you have him, he's not urgent. But like you said, could be a sideways trade for someone that's got to make cash quicker, like a Sean Bloor who might get straight into the Tigers squad. Well, the thing is though, is if he's, if he's in your team, he absolutely should not be scoring for you. So it's not making heaps yeah. of difference um, if you weren't able to offload him to... Um, someone else in the last few weeks. So, yeah, not an urgent sell, but... No, fair enough, boys. Yeah. Uh, beauty. Uh, right. Uh, no, we're on to the Knights and Dragons. Um, the 22-13. Funny old game. A uh, lot of injuries from the Knights, boys. Um, a lot of, lot of players that fantasy owners might actually have as well. Um, Daniel, do you want to get started on this game? Yeah, sure. Um, lots of injuries. Mitch Pierce looks like he's gone with the with a pec injury. Um, I think Adam O'Brien was saying that it looks like it's a serious one. So it looks ten like to he twelve could, weeks. Yeah. He's having yeah. surgery on it. Could be could be pretty bad. He'll have scans today. Did they have? I don't think they confirmed, but the scans yeah, were today. I 10 think to 12 so. Weeks. Yeah, um, not good. Not good at all. Uh, Kurt Mann also went down with an injury. Um, who else was there? Was so many. Uh, Tex Hoy went Texas. down. Yeah, David Clemmer well. also did a knee, but he looks to be okay. Yeah, I think that was um, had a bit of a hyper hyperflexion, but he, it was on his knee that he had a clean out in the preseason for, so um, could be still a bit of damage there. Who knows how bad I it is? I think I read touch and go for next round. They they oh, said okay. yeah, they said the scans were okay. Might be back next week. Beauty, love that. Um, yeah, the Knights are gonna they're gonna struggle to field a, a a good halves pairing, I think, this week. And a decent fullback should be back. I think his name's uh Ponga. I think he's back this week. Oh that um, bloke. Yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he he, he goes all right. He's gonna be yeah. a welcome addition without <laughs> without his normal halves pairing. So I think it's good that the Knights get him back. But yeah, at the same time, who are they gonna put in their halves? Um Jaden Rayleigh. What's that? Surely Connor Watson gets the six spot. Yeah, I think that's gonna hurt Connor him though. Back. Yeah, if Pong yeah. comes back, they said uh, in the post um, in the post match conference that they weren't going to rush him back, so he might he might come back this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back this week. He comes back the week after, and Watson will play fullback, and then Phoenix Crossland and Crossland uh, man if he gets through concussion and Blake Green. I was going to say, but oh Blake Green, of course. Uh, if yeah. Kurt Man, if Kurt Man is right, then it'll be Kurt Man and Blake Green, I think. But I highly doubt that Kurt Man's coming back. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome watching that. Yeah, yeah he got. Yeah, absolutely knocked out cold. Um, yep. Yeah, anyway, there's a few inflated scores just with forwards playing a lot more minutes um, and people moving around into positions that they don't normally play. A few players suffered, uh, mainly Mitch Barnett, 
dropped down a bit from his normal, I think he was mid-60s averaging, mm-hmm. actually, down to uh, only getting a 52 because I think he went to 5'8 for a little bit. So, um, yeah, he suffered a little. Jaden Braley was doing a lot of the a lot of the ball playing and definitely created creative uh, player around the middle. He's got his just really regular 82. Seems to be scoring very consistently between the 60 to 80 mark. So looks a looks a genuine captaincy often option if you don't have... Cleary at the moment, um, he's probably your next best, I would say, outside of like Tedesco and apparently Pappenhausen for some reason. Um, uh, Tarek Sims scored two very good <laughs> charge down tries, looked very good on, on the field. Um, good to see him running away for that second one that looked like it was almost going out. But uh, yeah, very good to see. McCulloch seems very consistent playing 80, getting 50 to 60 odd tackles a game, not doing any running. But um, yeah, it looks like a good uh, hooker option if you have him. Paul Vaughan came back up as well for the Dragons. So uh, good to see him scoring uh, in the mid 50s again. Um, and do you want to do, do the Knights moon? I'll let you go. The Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yep. sorry. Wait, the did track. I cover it? Yeah. Whatever. Dan, yeah. Daniel did a little of both. I'm all Daniel over right. yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. from, from the Dragons as well, um, my boy Daniel Alvaro had a pretty decent game with not very many minutes. 34 minutes, 41 tackles made uh, from, sorry, 34 minutes, 41 points, and made 34 tackles with, <laughs> with four misses still. So... Um, he's still ticking on nicely, making some cash there. Um, Zach Lomax, again, was big for me. He, 23 points in 80 minutes. Didn't get overly um, involved, I thought, old Zach. So, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. If you've spent the 600K on him, you'd probably be spewing that he only got a 23 or instead of his 45, 50s. Um, from the Knights, I think you pretty well smashed it. Um not a whole lot really to talk about. Uh, Clamo again, if he's injured, I think obviously a hold. Jaden Braley, geez, you should have him. What a weapon. Um, Connor Watson, uh, speaking, again, it's looking good. Yeah. Speaking of Jaden Braley, um, is he still a buy? Oh, my God. If you uh, don't have him. He'd be about, what, 680K oh. next week. He's going to be 680, yeah, at least. Uh, let's week. see, what, 620 at the moment? 635, he'll be about 680, 690. Yeah, 690. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Geez, if you can um, afford him. <laughs> if you're going yeah. to bring him in, he's still still going to be making cash. He'd still have a low break even. He's probably have a break even around the 20s, I'd say. Um, yeah, only because he's so expensive, he can't stay in the negatives forever. So I'd say he's probably going to be 20s um, break even. So he's still going to make another... I think he goes up to probably... 800k if he's going to keep scoring like this. Um, oh, I reckon he'll cap out even higher than that. I reckon he could get close to 900 if he keeps scoring 70s to 80s. Like he's seems to he's be not, very consistent. Showing no signs of slowing down. No, yeah. and they're obviously going to keep giving him his minutes, which is great to see. So, um, especially now, especially this week, going into this week with the with yeah. the, the does, it looks like they're pretty thin in terms of utilities. So, I, I don't know who's going to take his minutes off him. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to lose them, but he's, yeah, he's no, looking good. Uh, is he still a buy? Uh, if you've got the cash, yeah, sure, why not? Bring him in. I mean, you kind of got to, right? You fall behind, unless you can bring in some other point of difference weapon that, um, you know, we've talked about, then, I don't yeah, know. Jane yes, exactly. And Jaden Bradley's <laughs> kind of, as Daniel said, kind of the second best option in fantasy at the moment. His average is ridiculous, so um, yeah. Yes, if he's captain. captain. Yeah. Hundred percent, uh, boys. On to Roosters and Warriors again. Bit of a bit of a, a different Roosters team than we're used to, but the uh, rise of a of a rookie young gun, uh, Sammy Walker. Moon, talk me through talk me through that game. Uh jeez, I thought Sammy Walker looked really good. Um, didn't do heaps attacking wise if you look at the stat sheet, but um, if you watch the game, he looked very comfortable with ball in hand. Um, probably didn't get as involved with the kicking as I thought he was going to be. Still 143 metres, but again, in a te- in a game where the Roosters forwards um, sort of charge downfield, they didn't need to do heaps of long kicking. Um, only 300 metres between the two halves. So um, I think that Sammy Walker's probably got a few more points in him um, if he does more kicking. Uh, again, and running the ball as well. Um, he didn't have to run the ball heaps. He kind of could pop it off to an, a forward who would run another 20 metres. So... Um, he, he looked, I thought he looked really good, and so certainly happy I brought him in. If you haven't, I would get on the Sam Walker train. Um, 
Otherwise, the usual suspects, BMOZ, um, looked good. Two tries with 78. James Tedesco, who I was praying would not do a whole lot this week, but got a 60 with a try. Um, Angus Crichton was solid with a 70. Um, had a try disallowed, so, you know, would have been big for him if he managed to get that one. Um She's Nat Butcher reaped the awards of a Satili Tupanua head knock. Um, came on with a 65. Probably not heap, not heaps to read into there. Um, I wouldn't be touching there. Angus Crichton's probably the big one, along with Sam Walker. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Roosters look really good for someone who's just lost their two <laughs> two first choice halves. Um, so yeah, yeah, still looked very very solid. Uh, Andrew Hutchinson. Hey, and, and missing their first choice hooker as well. They still yeah, managed to put, oh, yeah, they, beat too. the Warriors by twenty. It's just they kind of answered our questions. They answered our questions as well. With uh, is it going to hurt Angus Crichton and James Tedesco's points? Obviously not. Angus Crichton still smashing out his seventy. What he two hundred meters, four tackle breaks, twenty seven tackles. Um, still a couple errors. Few. I think he had six or so demerits there, and had a try disallow. So, um, Angus Crichton still. Still a very good option, and James Tedesco. If you watch that game, he's creating his own points very clearly. Um, he looks good, James. So, as always, I think yeah, it's not heaps of worries um, from looking at the Roosters and their players. Yeah, Hutchinson's Hutchinson's looking good in the halves as well. Probably going to average about the same as Sam Walker. They probably both hit around the forty to fifty. Mark don't seem to be going over that really. I mean, Hutchinson got a 54 with a try and a 50 meter. I think it was a 50 meter try. He took a, a an intercept or was yes, it just a bouncing? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a loose ball and um, yeah, I, he picked it up and just ran. Went so he didn't rest, get yeah. any attacking attacking points for it. He got the try and that's about it. And the meters, yeah, I think he's looking oh, yeah. pretty like a good option as well. He's only 400k, but um, if you if you have that cash, you probably want to buy. Uh, O'Sullivan, he looked. He got a 50 last round, got a 48 this round. Doesn't have a ton of attacking stats, but just has some good uh, base stats. Does have a few tackle busts, but um, yeah, looks like he's going to be a decent scorer as well. Should get around another 200k if he stays in that uh, in that halves uh, pairing with Nicarima as, as long as he doesn't get injured or do something terrible. Job um, security issue there. Yeah, so Paul Turner's obviously there as well. Could take his spot, but. He seems pretty solid. He doesn't do anything amazing, though. That's the thing. He's just kind of ticking along there um, at the Warriors. So it uh, looks a decent shout if he's still in the team come Tuesday. He's anchoring uh, my draft team at the moment. God, <laughs> it's been getting into existing boys. He's keeping yeah. his spot. He is one of those players that you pick up just because there's been injuries and scores consistently, which is good. Uh, yeah, if you don't have Sam Walker already, he's a he's kind of a must-buy next round. If he's going to be getting around that 40 to 45-point mark consistently, um, he's going to make up to 500, 550K. So, uh, yeah, get him in. Um, outside of that, yeah, I think you basically covered it. Nothing uh, huge. Tupanua got a head knock. Um, not a sell if you have him. Just, yeah, a hold. Unless you were using him as a cash cow, uh, might be a sell if you want to upgrade. I think he, you probably should upgrade him. But, um, yeah, if, I know a lot of people brought him in. as like, no, he's going to consistently hit 60 every week. But, um Looks like he's got a lot of attacking stats to his name for those scores, so could be a sell if you um, are using him as a cash cow. The other um, injury that was worth mention was um, Adam Phil Blake, who I know yeah. a lot of people had in their team and was looking good, 18 points in 13 minutes until he copped a knock to his knee. Um, and they're saying that um, he's, if you've seen the, again, our friend NRL Physio um, had a photo worst of Worst case, six up. weeks? Um, yeah, worst case. If he... If it's an actual fracture, um, yeah, I think it was six weeks. But otherwise, it could just be a bit of bone, bone bruising where it'll be one to three, I think. Um, yeah. But wait for scans and results to come back there. But yeah, worst case, six weeks, um, which in that case, he's... Um, yeah, are you holding him or are you selling him? Oh, if he's six, six week weeks, injuries, probably yeah. closer to a sell. It depends what the news is. But uh, yeah, wait and see. All right, let's move on to the last game of the round, the one that was just played today, Para and Tigers. Funny old game, bit of a seesawing affair, but your boys got the job done. Daniel, talk me through it. Yeah, love it. Um, uh, said that this is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair and pretty competitive, which it always is. Love this clash, um, only because Parramatta's been winning it for the last couple of years, which is good. Um, uh, usual suspects, Papali'i coming in for Maddo, looked very, very solid on an edge there, scored a try, gets his base stats, doesn't do anything wrong, really. 
Um, yeah, with a 76, very solid. Mahoney again with another 70. <clears throat> Looks like a genuine keeper gun category Mahoney, which we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. And if you don't already have him, he's already hit those price rises and he's over 830K now, so you can't really get him in anymore, unfortunately. But um, yeah, looks like an actual, uh, actual good gun and keeper in the long term. Uh, Luciano Lealua looked very solid. A lot of uh, good attacking stats. They had a try assist, the line break almost uh, broke through, but set up a try for, uh, I think it was Brooks on the inside or something like that. Um, yeah, looks very good. A damaging runner on the edge there and uh, looks pretty solid and could be a good scorer long-term as well. Moses, uh, with his usual antics, Ferguson got handed a try in the last minute, which was good to see. Uh, Dylan Brown has was surprising in that game. Did a lot of work, um, but not really much in the way of attacking stats. A lot of tackles and just a lot of meters uh, through the middle. So um, if he can keep those base stats up, that's, what, 50 in base stats. So could be a could be a good player if he loses a bit more money. Um, but, yeah, he's still up around the 700K mark and uh, still a bit expensive to bring in. But could be a good option if you're not too confident, like, say, Luke Brooks or something like that, who's going to cap out. Uh, his prices soon, really. Hmm. Uh, the big talking point, I think, from this game was Alex Twell only getting 30 minutes. What's the go there, Moon? Mate. Have um, you calmed down yet or what? No, I, no it infuriates <laughs> me because the Tigers, the one thing they can't do is tackle. So why take your best tackler off the field? He looked like he was on track for a big game too. So um read something saying that there's no injuries. Um, caught up a little bit slow from his last few tackles. But look... Um, I think I think um, just from watching that game, they wanted points, so they kept people like Embi on the field, uh, Embi and Little, who were their attacking players. Who Embi offers nothing for me. No offense, um, Moses. Um, yeah, I, I hated hated the choice fantasy wise. Didn't like it watching the game because I didn't think it did anything for the Tigers um, personally. Um, but look, oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> Another you're thing was close to the situation. Really I just think you're too close to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Moon, please. Um, no, no, I, I agree, though. The 12, 12 being off the field, he's arguably been the Tigers' best player. I don't, I don't get why, why you keep him on the bench for the best part of 50 minutes. Uh, another one was uh, Opacek got uh, two tries, and we've been talking about how good he is in base stats. This week he got absolutely nothing in base stats and only had those two tries to his name, so didn't. Go overly big, got a 42, which will see his price rises still keep ticking over. But um, was hoping for a, a 50 or something there with his base stats, but just didn't get any meters this game, it seemed. Everything um, was put down the other side of the field. So yeah, that sort of didn't surprise me. I'd be very happy with a 42 from Opcheck because if no tries, he was looking at like a sub-20 score, I think. so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and James Roberts, again, uh, limited demerits, uh, got a few tackle busts, got 100 meters, made 10 tackles. 37, looks good. If you've got him, keep him. Rock solid. Solid. <laughs> Rock solid, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I kept the faith. I kept the faith. He's, oh, good he's on gonna, you. He'll make it. He'll make I'll, it. I'll tell you someone who I've lost faith in, though. You all know Nathan, what I'm going to say. It's Nathan Brown. Yeah. Nathan Brown, what's doing? What's doing? I genuinely need to know, boys. What's doing? Um, well, Nathan, he has told me that um, his three missed tackles and one error is probably an issue there. <laughs> no, I don't know what's, what's going on with Nathan Brown. Doesn't he's look, passing he's, he's, he, he he's takes the line on for like the first 20 minutes, and then and then when he comes back onto the field, he goes so passive. Yeah, his second stint's yep. always a little bit ordinary, so he's uh, kind of lost that little bit of aggression maybe in his second stint. Don't know what um, what he's been told from the sideline, but yeah, a little average. A lot too, of, much, too much a lot ball of... playing for mine. It, it's yep. not slick when he ball plays. It's not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Hey, he's a very large man, and I'm I'm happy to call him a friend of the show. So I'd never disrespect you, Nathan. But come on, man, just run an offload, baby. It's not that hard. <laughs> Stop watching Jack Trebojevic. Oh, Jakey T. <laughs> yeah. Jakey uh, T. Also, Don't Stefano scored another uh, try this week. <laughs> Given a meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love yeah. to see it. His, his price rise is going to keep going up now. Yeah, we've we've all got him, don't we? We do. Yeah. Yeah, beauty. Yeah, beauty. keeps it ticking along. Look good. Yeah. No, good stuff. Luciano pumps out another good score. Yeah. He's, he keeps ticking along nicely. Yeah, no, but yeah, not nothing and too same crazy. Same little as well, actually. Um, another try there helps. Um, you know, he's, he's still probably got another... Three, four weeks in price, uh, four weeks in price rises at least. Um, if he goes back to scoring thirties, so I think that that's good for him. 
Did um did Moses hit his uh Mitch Moses that is did he hit his um break even this week? Because I know Moon that was something that you're looking out for. Uh no he did not. What was his break even? Um... His break even was seventy seven and he scored sixty four. So um he'll lose a bit of cash, not a lot, a little but, bit, um, but not too he'll come. Bad. Yeah, he'll come back down to what seven twenty, which isn't. Ideal. It means his uh, break even will be back to around the sixty mark, which he should hit next week anyway. So, mm. so he's just going to hover in that awkward sort of range. You were hoping he was going to miss by a lot, weren't you? I was. Um, it, to be fair though, uh, if you can bring Mitchell Moses, I absolutely would. I don't think he did heaps that game. He maybe had a 15, 20 minute period where he looked to run the ball and snatch. He had those two big plays. He went lateral, and he, but, and he sort um, of engaged the line, bounced off. I didn't have to do heaps of kicking as well. Only three, only, I say only 300 kilometers. <laughs> um, you know, he's normally up around the 500 at least. So I think that Mitchell Moses has, I mean, that was a, a poor game, you know, for him fantasy wise. I think um, the 64, he should have been, he could have been a lot higher. Um, Dylan Brown seemed his, to get a lot of ball. Yeah. Yeah. He did, he did. And did more kicking than normal, I think. 150 mm. kilometers of Dillbags. So. But even without that, you look at these like Mitch Moses' scores for the last few rounds, taking away the uh, the Sharks game where he got the head knock. He got 67 round one, 67 round two, and then 64 against the Tigers. He's going to be averaging mid 60s. So uh, yeah, he's a he's kind of a cut price keeper at 720k, which he will be next week. So uh, yeah, looks like a pretty good buy if you can get him in. He'll probably rock it up to 800k as long as he can keep hitting those mid 60s. If you can muster the cash. <laughs> Yeah, if you can figure out how to get him in. I know um, there's a lot of people probably looking at, you know, Murray. Um, was people looking at Tino? Not anymore. But there are a few mid, mid-price mid players like your Nathan Browns, your, your, your Cameron Murray that you might be able to, you know, move a few players around and upgrade um, and get a get a better half, you know, if you have some uh, dual-position players that you can move around. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, cracking cracking round of footy, gentlemen. Buddy, who who was your? Does anyone have a player of the round? Anyone who they thought other other than Parpy? Let's let's make that easy. Oh Jesus! Okay. Oh, who who really stood out to you? Cleary for you? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, Chad Townsend looked pretty solid. Uh, I'd say Sam Walker actually, considering he's an eighteen-year-old coming into first grade, looked very comfortable. Like he didn't look like it was like a shock to him to be playing in that Roosters um, team. So, uh, very good to see a junior coming through. Yeah, hundred percent. Excellent. Yeah. No, well done, gentlemen. Uh, Lovely work. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back with our round five preview coming. So that'll be good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Beautiful. Kane has. Love that. Thanks, Bermo. Well done, boys. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round five preview coming Thursday.